Hey, it's Brennan Gennetti. And I'm Devin O'Haran. And you are listening to Music You're Missing. And we are bringing you Sophia James. You might have heard her from one of music's biggest TV shows, American Idol. That is correct. She was on the 18th season and she killed it. So much so that Katy Perry, you might have heard of her, uh, had said that Sophia has a career in music. She has absolutely all the talent. She is just amazing. And if you don't believe that, definitely go check out her new song, Somebody New. It's hard to watch you fall in love with somebody new And be reminded that I wasn't good for you As you can tell, she has oodles of talent. Uh, and Please I'm, never say that again. I know. Every single episode, I have like a new weird word. Um, last week, it was tippity-top. No, tippity-top's been here the whole tippity-top time. <laughs> it's just been brought to my attention that I say tippity-top. Yeah, I had to be like, that is not allowed. Well, I guess that's a good that's a good time to, to let the listeners know that Sophia James' mm, song, Somebody New, is at the tippity-top of the Music You're Missing playlist now. Or just the top. That works too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if you're and new here. And she's also the cover. <laughs> that she is true. Is also she is the, the cover. cover. So if you're new here, Devin and I, we both work in the music industry. COVID came. So we were like, eh, our jobs are like dying down a little bit. Let's use our resources and just talk to a bunch of artists that we like, help push their singles, etc. Um, so we also have a playlist called Music You're Missing available. Where, Devin? It is on Spotify. It is. So go type it in, Music You're Missing. You'll also find all of our 30 other episodes. Yeah. And some more playlists. For sure. Last week, you might have heard us interview Jessia. Her song, I'm Not Pretty, is blowing up right now. So definitely check that episode out after this one. Yes, that's right. You heard it here first. We discovered her. And that brings us to this perfect point is how did we find Sophia James? Brendan. So it wasn't through American Idol, I'll be honest. Um, I was scrolling through TikTok and I saw this TikTok. Uh, I'll play an audio clip here. I mean, how can you hear that and not fall in love? If you could see the video, you would see just the cutest little dog, Shirley. It was awesome. Stepdog. 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 Oh, sorry. I didn't realize that (laughs) she wasn't a dog. But nonetheless, I ended up, you know, doing a little creeping um, on Sophia and I was like, holy crap, like she is so talented. I am a sucker for for some songwriting and I was scrolling through and Sophia James had just so many unique little verses that she shared to TikTok. And her Instagram too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's Who's really utilizing all of her platforms, if you will? She She's doing the damn thing, as I like to say. Yeah, I was going to say, you know what? You make fun of me for saying tippity-top. You say doing the damn thing in every episode. I feel like that's not as bad as tippity-top coming from a 24-year-old man. <laughs> I don't really even think I call my... I would never call myself a man. I'm a boy. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Besides the point, I just get extremely uncomfortable every time you say it. Well, I don't know why. Uh, to each his own. Anyhow, after scrolling through a TikTok, I obviously found her Spotify, and that is when I heard somebody new. It's hard to watch you fall in love with somebody If 
if you know me, you know that somebody new encompasses everything that I love in a song. So I don't even think I consulted Devin uh, and I immediately sent an email to Sophia and I'm so happy that she agreed and we are just about to talk to her. So you know what? Let's let's find out directly from the source how they're feeling. Sophia, how's it going? Hi, I'm pretty good. How are you? <laughs> Devin oh and I God, both just looked just... at each other. We're like, who's going to talk first? <laughs> okay, so that's what we're talking about. So I'll start. So you are in California, right? Uh, yes, I'm LA-based. <laughs> but it's a lot warmer than it is here. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've just had sunshine for the past, um, you know, few years. I... <laughs> <laughs> we got a foot and a half of snow yesterday, so I think you're yeah. beating oh us. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, but snow is so gorgeous, though, and it's such an anomaly here. Like, it's so special to see snow when you're from southern california so i honestly envy you yeah because it's literally just big bear (laughs) some other random mountains enough snow talk (laughs) (laughs) yes so ucla you're studying jazz correct yes i am my major is actually called global jazz studies so it's like jazz in essentially an academic context you know with a lot of history and sort of looking at it in a global context so yeah it's, it's a lot of fun it's a it's an interesting take on it. I always knew I wanted to do music. I come from a really musical family, a family of a bunch of jazz heads, actually. My father's a jazz fusion drummer. My grandfather's a jazz educator. So I was surrounded with a lot of jazz my entire life. So I've kind of always been a little bit of a jazz head. But, you know, when I was looking at school, like my senior year of high school, I was trying to decide, like, gosh, you know, do I go for the more traditional music conservatory Mm. kind of education where, you know, I'm studying sort of pop and like more modern forms of music I suppose or do I I don't know go like classical or, or jazz or what you know I, I ended up deciding to study jazz because and just personally to me jazz is the most complex form of music and I really want to be a well-rounded musician you know not just singer but musician mm-hmm. um, and I felt that if I studied jazz and really got a good grip on it theoretically and musically, then it would translate really easily to any genre that I chose to pursue in the future. You know, there's a lot of beautiful things about jazz that I absolutely love and find myself incorporating into my own music Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. So, you know, I feel really lucky to be able to study it and, you know, have that important foundation. I feel like anyone can hear your music and see where you incorporate jazz, but I also feel feel like with jazz music it is just in everything and it really I don't know a lot of music has been branched from it absolutely if if that makes sense and then it just has such an amazing culture like totally and I I feel it's really cool to study um you know living in America because it's Mm -hmm. really like the true form of American music you know it's it's black music it's you know and and, and what's so brilliant about my major is that it's not only the study of the practice of jazz but the history History of jazz and American music is black music and black history. And so learning about that, especially in times of, you know, great awakening of the BLM movement, it's it's really it feels really relevant to be studying and understanding all of this or trying to understand all of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, it's a really awesome, awesome major. So I go to Berkeley right now for for grad school, but um, when I was doing like the whole undergrad route, I did like an independent study on rap and hip hop. I like got to do some stuff with labels and they were calling it urban. And I, there's, I could go off and on about like you said, like it is so big, it is black music, but 
we forget that sometimes and we allow so many other people to profit off of it and we don't give the credit where it's due. Right. Yeah. One of the things, I mean, I, I feel very vulnerable <laughs> like I was talking about this because I feel like uh, it's not exactly my place. Um, but I, I often, especially this year, I've really been sort of pondering the thought of like, gosh, is it, am I appropriating music by singing and making the music that I make because all of its roots are mm-hmm. are in black music and, and come from the minds of black creators. So I that's a question I ask myself a lot. Like, is it weird for me to be singing this kind of music? You know, and I don't know. I mean, I can't answer that question because I'm a white person, but like <laughs> I think an important step in sort of like discovering that answer is just researching the history of the music that you make. For sure. And I I think that whole mentality is something that everyone's learning to do kind of with everything. Like the things that I say, like if, can I say this? Like, and I don't know if you happen to see the news today, country radio is blowing up right now. We have to bring ourselves back to like a few years ago. If something like this were to happen, um, one of their top talents said a racial slur. He's been dropped from all radio. His record label suspended him. If that happened like a few years ago, I don't think he would face the repercussions. I don't think there would have been any backlash, at least to this extent. Yeah, I'm glad that happened, though, because that's just, you know, setting a precedent that that's not acceptable. Exactly. we discovered you is not probably how a lot of other people discovered you. Um, I saw your TikTok featuring the infamous stepdog, Shirley. Ah, yes, Shirley, my stepdog. The the light of my life, uh, the superstar that I will never be. <laughs> She's wonderful. She is the chihuahua of my father's girlfriend, soon to be wife, I suppose. I, yeah, I just <laughs> refer to her as my stepdog, I guess. And I've literally been in love with this dog for as long as I can remember her, which is, I probably met her about two years ago. And I, gosh, she is just an angel of all angels. <laughs> she is so cute. And that TikTok, though, like, we just fell in love with, like, your vocal, like, everything that oh, you had to no. offer. So much of my music is born out of procrastination, <laughs> and that was absolutely one of those circumstances. <laughs> the vibe in it was absolutely immaculate yeah i can't i can't explain it any other way thank you i got a lot of comments on that video actually saying that you're like this sounds this really sounds like a tv show theme song you should make a tv show about this was like honestly that would be so fun so if if anyone listening to this is a television authority um (laughs) a tv theme song um and show idea (laughs) the way that you can tell a story make it music but also just make it fun i just really love there's a really significant dichotomy with my music because i'll either do like silly songs like that you know about my stepdog and like how cute she is or i'll you know write about death and Mm -hmm. existential crisis i i feel i'm very polar opposite when i write music um depending on the day but that was one of the 
more lighthearted, fun ones. <laughs> I feel like when most people start out songwriting, they probably don't even realize that, you know, you can songwrite like casually and you can write things about funny instances. It doesn't have to be so serious and it doesn't have to be a love song. Is that I something totally... you were always aware of? I, I guess I've never fully taken myself seriously. I still <laughs> struggle to this day calling myself a songwriter because like, I don't know, I listened to like Joni Mitchell and James Taylor growing up and I'm like, wow, that's the standard of what a songwriter is. <laughs> I'm like, I'll obviously never be up to that standard. So who am I to say I'm a songwriter? But, you know, so I think that kind of mentality um, allowed me to just like be goofy all the time, even with music, which I intend to seriously pursue mm-hmm. um, as a career. I don't know. I, I guess I just kind of write whatever I'm feeling because I just write all the time and, um, you know, I'm feeling different things all the time. We can definitely see it from your TikToks with all those fun little like on the spot songs. And I just want to <laughs> know when you make these, how long does it take? Like the Meteor song, how long did that one take you? That one probably took me about... 20 to 30 minutes and I initially wasn't planning on like publicizing that on TikTok I just it was I just kind of wrote it for myself Mm -hmm. because that was on my mind and I was pondering existentialism and I don't know it was kind of just therapeutic and sort of just flowed out of me I guess it I wasn't really thinking about you know the judgments of other people as I was writing it so that one didn't take me so long the same thing with a lot of my goofy songs I kind of just like crank them out really quickly because I'm like this is not to be taken seriously so I'm not trying to impress anyone some of my more serious songs um, that I do kind of craft to show people, mm-hmm. I get a little more wrapped up in you know, who's going to hear it and and what are people going to think of it? So that usually makes me spend more time on it. Perfect way to introduce the track Somebody New. This is your first release under Sophia James. Yes. I can only imagine that was really freaking nerve wracking for you. Totally. There was an element of nervousness when I released it and like to counter everything I literally just said uh, about writing serious songs and how it takes me a lot of time I actually wrote that one probably in about like 20 minutes in a practice room um, at UCLA my sophomore at the beginning of my sophomore year Um, because I was just pondering heartbreak and thinking a lot about past experiences with you know ex-lovers and all of that and just kind of I had like 20 minutes before class and I was trying to kill time so I was like okay what's a quick little jazz standard type song I can write about everything I'm thinking right now so I wrote that and then I never really did anything with it and after American Idol I was just thinking to myself like you know what I really want to release a song I have no music I have no original music out on mm-hmm. streaming platforms at all so what's a song that i you know, have started and finished that I could potentially record and put out there. Oh, somebody new. Okay, great. Let me just record that and then put that out so that I have something. So that's kind of why I put that one out. It's just because I had it in my back pocket already. And I was definitely nervous to receive critique and, and find out what people thought about it. If, you know, I, if people would like it or hate it or whatnot. But at a certain point, I was just like, you know, whatever, like this, this was really healing for me to write. Mm -hmm. And if it can even help one person heal, or if at least one person connects to this, like that would 
really just fulfill me in a way that nothing else can. Yeah. If you if you look at the lyrics, I can definitely see so many people resonating with it. One of my favorite lyrics is, and I always hate reading artists' lyrics back to them because I'm like, I'm, I'm going <laughs> to just so say it. awkward. It is. I'm going to say it's so monotone. Um, <laughs> but be reminded that I wasn't good for you, but I know that you will find it all in her. And I know that it's a love that I don't deserve. But I know- in particular captures a lot of my um, self-deprecation that often flows into my music. So I, I, I guess that's a good first release to sort of exemplify who I am. <laughs> it's not like you're trying to promote like that. You just love hating on yourself. But at the end of the day, like we really are our own worst critic. So I'm, I'm trying to be as honest as possible. Yeah. In my music. Yes, you know, that's really me being unfiltered. So, <laughs> <laughs> Some of my favorite artists are like Bruno Major, Daniel Caesar. Uh, yes. So yes. when I came across somebody new, I was like, oh, my God, this is like the and you know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I don't know too many females in that genre. I definitely know, you know, some. Can you put me on <laughs> to some more? Um, Absolutely. Eloise, I describe her as a female Bruno Major. She has that, you know, early jazz influence uh, that I'm so compelled to listen to and it inspires me and, and Bruno Major stuff. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's got that really sentimental early jazz influence along with gorgeous poetry that's just, you know, stops you in your tracks. Um, one of her favorites of mine is called You Dear. I really recommend listening to that. I definitely will. Um, you're like trying to search for more stuff down that vein of music. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like I trust you so much. So I know that I'm going to love this. <laughs> and, oh my God. And I'm going to save it for tonight when I'm like alone and I like have nothing to do. And I, I took a nap today, so I'm not going to go to bed. So I'm going to play it and I'm just going to have like okay. a really it's, nice it's listen. Great music for just staring out the window and pondering existence. Mm-hmm. That's literally what I listen to music for. With somebody new, what message were you hoping to convey like for your listener to experience when they heard somebody new? There's not really a, re- uh, a profound great message within the song somebody mm-hmm. knew that song is more just me writing completely unadulterated emotions um in a moment of sort of realizing that a lover has moved on and you haven't yet and i feel that that's kind of a universal experience so i just wanted to get that on paper in a way that people would resonate with <laughs> i guess it just is a reminder that there are sad moments in life and i i think there's a beauty in writing sad songs because it's like take that pain and sadness and make it into something beautiful and that sadness is always a part of life and music and yourself i don't know that song will always be associated with me because it's out there forever, yeah you know, attached to my name and it's sad but like you know my sadness will always be a part of me too those mm-hmm. like kind of painful memories and that helped shape me. It was a really long-winded way of saying, there's not a great message. It's just kind of (laughs) sad girl hours. (laughs) I love that, though. Sad girl hours. (laughs) Honestly, I love hearing songs that just, you know, where people talk about a certain emotion or a certain sadness or painful feeling um, and really just describe it to a T because, you know, every time I listen to songs like that. I'm just like, wow, I feel heard. I feel yeah. seen. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. I, I never listen to sad music and then get more sad. I I get oh. like affirmed that what I'm feeling is Absolutely. okay. Absolutely. Yes. I There's such a healing power to sad music and mm-hmm. sad songs and I totally want to lean into that 
all the time. Definitely. And then I feel like there's also like this genre of songs that aren't necessarily sad, but for some reason make me cry. Like, <laughs> and with that, I think about like Lord, um, oh like gosh. like ribs, like that will make me cry. <gasps> ribs, literally. So I was on tour with this dance group. It was a TV show called World of Dance, and they had this dance to Ribs by Lord. I was just standing there <laughs> watching this dance, and I was like, <gasps> I broke down in tears. I was like, Devin, get it together. This is embarrassing, but I completely understand what you say when you say that. Yes, and honestly, I feel dance and music go so hand mm-hmm. in hand in storytelling and really conveying the feeling and messages of music. And I I mean, I haven't seen that video, but I can imagine how powerful, you know, that would have been hearing that Lord song along with movement. Mm-hmm. That's just, you know, so powerful. It was such an amazing dance and you have to look it up on YouTube because <laughs> oh, yes, I, I, I went home and I like rewatched it like a million times and I was like, oh, my heart. And then J-Lo like praised them on it. And I was like, yes, J-Lo, you got this one right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool, Devin. I'm, I'm glad you shared that because now I will look it up. Sophia, we did just talk about, you know, what you got going on. Do you have anything upcoming that, you know, obviously the world's kind of crazy right now, but do you have anything like set that you know is, is coming soon? Yes, I am. Well, I have been in the works for my debut EP for uh, Ah. months now. And I've always sort of said it's, you know, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming soon. But, uh, you know, it will, I will have it finished in the foreseeable future, actually. And the first single, or I guess the second single, because somebody knew it was the first, but the second single off of that EP will be released like fairly soon. And I hate that I am not giving an exact date, but I promise in the really reachable future um (laughs) that next single called 60 years will be released um because the track is like actually almost done and i'm really really excited for everyone to hear it because that song is kind of my child um and every truth about how i feel about the world and my fears about (laughs) global warming and growing old and Mm -hmm. parting from lovers is is uh, fed in that song. So I'm really excited to release that one. Man, what a way to tease a single. That know, sounds seriously. like right up my alley. I'm I'm honestly so happy that you're able to share something so special to you. That's such a great opportunity to have a platform to, to do that. Thanks. I, I hope people like it, but you know, they might not, but that's okay. It sort of veers a little bit away from the genre that I... Um, that shows through somebody new. It's kind of more of a just piano and voice, like Sarah Borella's influenced type tune. So it's a little different, very honest nonetheless. So I'm excited to share it. Well, that is so exciting. We will definitely be on the lookout and we will definitely add it to the top of music you're missing playlist. Yeah, <laughs> way to plug that one I in know, there. <laughs> I know. Uh, well, thank you, Sophia, so much for calling in. We really appreciate it. We genuinely are, you know, like big fans now that we, we found you and we can't wait to hear what you got next. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me. This is, I love talking to you guys. You're so fun and like, oh my gosh, I wish I could fly to Boston to play with Snow. <laughs> yeah, well, Aww. next time you're here, uh, yeah, yeah. let us We will have a snowball fight and it will be fantastic. (laughs) Perfect. I love that.
Wow. After talking to her, all those little TikToks and Instagrams really come to life. I see the creator behind all these fun little songs and meaningful messages. And I love that. I truly do. That's a really good way to put it. I think she's truly like an artist. She, she is. Yeah. Like her main focus is her work. And, and she puts out a bunch of herself without uh, releasing any official releases, which I think is awesome because she just genuinely loves music. And her saying she is not a songwriter. I just wanted, like, if I was next to her, I would just, oh like, shake it out of her. <laughs> because that is the biggest bull I've ever heard. She is such a songwriter. Oh, my God. And it's just amazing. I know she gives herself credit. Mm. But for her not to consider herself a songwriter just yeah. blows my mind. Well, I think it's funny. Like so many artists that we talk to are like so insecure. And I'm like, well, like we clearly like reach out to you for a reason. Like we think you're really good. But I think it's funny, though, because Devin and I can experience all bite uh, the podcasting world whenever anyone like legit messages us. And it happens often. We're like, oh, no. Oh, no, this isn't real. <laughs> We're like, no, them, never nope, heard nope. of them, like, can't we do it. We get panic attacks. We literally had a meeting the other day in like a skyscraper and we like, it was very <laughs> it's fancy. It's not a skyscraper, it's the third floor. <laughs> of a skyscraper, of a skyscraper, Devin. It just happened to be an accessible floor. Um, but anyhow, it's like funny that we're doing shit like that. And I'm like, mm, no, but I, so I, I get what you're saying. Like, Sophia, if you're listening, you are a songwriter. That being said, I understand why, why you're too scared to call yourself one. Not that you are, but like, you know what I mean? Do not be scared because you totally are one. And not even just you. That's anyone that is listening that is an artist or whatever. Like you are whatever you want to be. And credibility doesn't define who you are you define who you are really so if you you know make music you're a music maker if two people hear it you still made that damn song but Sophia James doesn't have to worry about that because she is racking hundreds of thousands of streams on Spotify so go check her out on Spotify Sophia James her single Somebody New is a top okay Devin not tippity top thank god the music you're missing playlist now so and you, go you check can it out. find her on Instagram at Sophia James Music and on TikTok at Sophia James Music and her new single is out uh, well she didn't really know when but soon <laughs> so you just have to pay attention I guess yeah I'm honestly I'm so stoked to hear it genuinely I cannot wait I feel like the way that she was just Describing it, I, I know it's gonna just take me through the dang ringer. You should see this kid right now. He's like a little kid in a candy store. I He's am. like shaking and like <laughs> smiling like a little fool. Oh, ew. All right, follow us on you're Instagram at music you're missing. Uh, my name is Brendan Janetti. I'm in the bio. That's Devin O'Haran. She's private. So you can try to follow her, but she'll probably deny it. I'll just, I don't deny. I just leave it there. And it's nothing <laughs> against the people. Like, I just, I don't know why people are interested in my life. I'm not entertaining. And that's it. So, bye. Okay. Well, I'm not entertaining, but I like to talk about music with people. So, follow me. Bye. <laughs>